0: Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for episode five of Woo Fuck. This week, we are talking about downloads and how each of us receive them and process them and what our like process has been like with them. We talk about your partnerships and the relationships in your life and different patterns that you're falling into and ways to address them. We talk about masking and boundaries and consent. And how to handle those situations and our personal struggles with it and what we can do to move forward. Um, And we're also talking about our businesses, our respective businesses, and how we're each trying to grow them and step away from old systems and our current progress, just being transparent about where we are and what we're doing. So hopefully as you go along your own journey, you can see where we started and where we're growing and i hope that you guys all enjoy this so much thank you so much for joining us and let's get into it It's Megan,
1: and it's Lissa. and today we're going to talk. Well, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. One of them, downloads.
0: <laughs> so we uh, we had a few different topics that we wanted to talk about, and really they all kind of relate to one another. So we're just going to hit them all. <laughs> just really go for it. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we really wanted to talk about was downloads, and channeling and the differences between them and how they are for us individually because I know personally when I first kind of was starting this journey and I was connecting with people online everyone was talking about how they got a message they had a download they received this piece of information and I know I personally felt kind of like out of the loop like I was a step behind everyone else because I wasn't I don't know what I thought it was when you know people would say that they were connecting with other people or these other entities, I, I really didn't know what I thought it was like, but I just knew that I wasn't doing it. And I mean, it came to fruition that I was doing it my whole life. I just didn't understand really what it meant and how personal and individual it is for everyone.
1: Yeah. It's such a case by case what was it like when you realized that you had been doing it all along and it just wasn't what you originally thought it was
0: it really felt like an oda (laughs) like of course this is what it is of course this is how I'm processing it of course it's different for everyone and most people aren't having it slammed in their face that that is what's happening a lot of times for me personally I know most of the time that I'm having a download, but there are times when I look back at it and that's when I realize, when I'm looking at it in retrospect, Mm
1: -hmm. that that
0: was an external ping.
1: Yeah. Can you say what it's actually like, like what it's like for you? And then I can talk about what it's like, like what it feels like, what like before, during and after.
0: For me, when I first started, I guess I'll go back to the very beginning. I had um, a lot of ringing in my ears all of the time and it wasn't normal for me that's not a thing that I would normally have that's happening right now as I'm saying this I think to remind me (laughs) um so that was kind of my um it got to the point where I I got really frustrated to be honest and I ended up seeking help from someone and we did like an energy clearing and kind of readjusted how we communicate to be honest but that was originally how it started for me so it was just this really loud ringing in my ears like hey pay attention pay attention pay attention and I wasn't really connecting with myself so I wasn't connecting with them so they just got louder but I'm normally outside of that um whenever I have a download it's I just know something so my primary claire for me personally is claire cognizance. So I just know things. So sometimes I will get this kind of out there message, or it doesn't have to be out there, but just something that just is very abrupt. That's the way it feels for me. It's not a casual, hey, have you thought about this? It's usually, go outside right now. Do it. (laughs) Um, This is how this works. It just is like it hits my body it's kind of sudden and it feels really safe and secure
1: Ooh, safe and secure is a great yeah. way of describing it and isn't it um as someone who has the same dominant claire how frustrating is it to have <laughs> yeah. i don't know what other people feel feel but um Man, to just know something but not be able to back it up with any type of external source is a is a real son of a bitch. No, it's like you just because you just know.
0: Yeah, and it's not like you know if someone else their primary because I think it really would start with like what your primary clear is, but for someone else who has something where they can see something or hear something or something that feels tangible it's different, but for people like us, where you just know things, you kind of have that question of Okay. Am I just crazy? Am I making this up? (laughs) And it's hard to say that because it does feel safe and secure. And if it doesn't feel safe and secure, then it's, you you need to evaluate that. Um, Maybe ask who you're speaking with and assess that, but that's a whole other thing.
1: Well, and I'm hearing too, that as you know, so, okay, well then here's, Let me, this is important because I was just now said, and I'm hearing too, and I want to decipher is this channeling or is this download or is this just memory? Well, here, let me explain what it is first. So what I'm sort of seeing, hearing, experiencing is that your alignment with yourself, which is what you were talking about originally, like how clear you are in your authentic self, not the self that you want to be not the self that you fit in to be but your actual like core this is who you are when you're in alignment with that downloads are going to be experienced one way with no um, interference i guess you could say but if you're not operating from that real core perspective then a download may feel uncomfortable may feel not true um and all kinds of different stuff because you're not going to be able to interpret it correctly. Cause you're not seeing clearly, like you're not able to look at that information clearly.
0: And I'd like to clarify, uncomfortable is different than unwelcome hmm. because uncomfortable. Oftentimes is kind of like you have a friend who calls you out on your shit, and nobody likes to be called out on their shit really in the moment, but you're often thankful for it in reflection. However, Sometimes the downloads, if you're not really in alignment, you're on one of your lower dips, which we all have, and it's perfectly normal and part of the process. But when you have those moments where you get a download that feels uncomfortable, I don't know about for everyone, but for me personally, it's usually calling me out on my shit. You are suffering in this moment because you haven't taken the time to shower for more than two minutes and actually take care of yourself in three weeks you're not going to feel like yourself until you actually treat yourself like a human being. Um and I don't always like to hear that because I know it, of course, um duh, but I'm I'm getting shit done. And a lot of my examples for me personally are going to be related to me being um a bit of a workaholic and that's something that I'm I'm trying to recover from.
1: Why do you what, what how does it benefit you? Like where did that coping mechanism come from to be a workaholic?
0: Oh, okay. So Um, It really came from having to be a responsible adult for my parents at a very young age, like four or five. I started having to take care of things and take care of myself at a really young age. So I think that for me personally, that kind of instilled this, um, I'm responsible for getting the things done. I'm responsible for making sure it happens. I'm responsible for taking care of other people. Um, And other people's needs kind of were always from that time put above my own. So I will, especially as an adult, especially now, if someone needs something, I will stay up until 2 a.m. to make it happen. But I won't take five minutes to shower for days if I'm like on a cycle of trying to help someone else, trying to do these things that feel like obligations um, and that's something that I'm working through a lot right now. So I don't know if you anticipated it um, being that vulnerable and honest of a response, but that I really think that's where that comes from for me.
1: Well, it's so important too, because it's like um, we do this where I do this too. So I will... I'm actually experiencing, I experienced this today. Like I will clean. If one person's going to be in my space, I will make sure it looks great.
0: Uh, mm, me too. Oh my gosh. If I think someone's going to be here.
1: Uh-huh. And not even, and it can even be my partner. Like, um, I'm not a messy person in general, but I have what I've, TikTok has, has taught me our doom pile. So I'm starting to as mm-hmm.
0: an adult,
1: realize that I definitely have undiagnosed ADHD, maybe ADD, but probably ADHD. And I just never really paid attention to it before or knew about it. And, um, and TikTok is a trip because so much of it is like, oh no. (laughs) And so what I do is I have, uh, organized chaos in little piles and then, um, when, which is fine with me, but then if I know somebody's coming over, I sort of hide that and I just make it, Uh, not like Pottery Barn, you know, perfect, but uh, I just, it's important to me that it looks a certain way. And what's hilarious is when it's just me at home alone, I'm equally as clean, but I don't hide those little, like, I don't know, like right now upstairs, I have three suitcases of just clothes everywhere. And last night I was feeling a panic to unpack everything, thinking to myself, For who? For why? (laughs) Isn't that strange? Like why, why would I feel the need to do that? But it's because other people are going to be in my presence. And if it was, and then I realized, well, no, it's only me tonight. And then it was like sort of the relief of not having to do anything. So I think that you and I both definitely have heavy programming when it comes to meeting other people's needs. And then just not even a lack, but just an, uh, uneducated on how to pay attention to our needs
0: yeah so tiktok has also and i'm sure it has for a lot of people it immediately picked up on the fact that um i might have some undiagnosed adhd as well
1: mm-hmm. which
0: i never really considered um to be honest but whenever i started seeing other people's stories and their experiences there were so many things like the doom piles um that i was definitely doing so uh it's really kind of nice to know that other people have it too and if i have company coming like let's get real so because of the pandemic um i've not had anybody to my house in almost two years so i haven't had that panic um companies coming super awesome uh basically pristine because i am like i literally walk through my house if i have company especially if they're a new company And I'll, like, pretend that I'm walking through as someone who's, like, coming to my home for the first time. And so I, like, I start paying attention to, like, all of the baseboards and all of the, like, little areas that you just, like, you kind of, especially, like, I've got a place on my counter that is where mail goes to die. You know, the mail that's, like, important (laughs) enough to keep, um, but not important enough to actually, like, file or do anything with. Mm. So I just have like this place on my counter where everything just lives and that's where it goes to die. And that's not been addressed in almost two years. It gets like organized whenever I clean, but it's basically just like put into a neater stack, but it still lives there.
1: Megan, I need you to hear where we're male soulmates. Literally, I have not. Oh, you're reminding me. I haven't checked my mail this entire month. I haven't gotten to my mailbox yet. because I haven't gone to my mailbox yet I'm so afraid how much is in there that I that I still haven't gone to it and before that I had my mail doom pile that you're talking about that I wasn't living at my house for a while so I put it in my trunk and then forgot about it so I now have the mail in my mailbox that's not been received and then the mail in my trunk that hasn't been opened (laughs) why do we still get mail it's so silly
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know why there's daily mail, to be honest, and I've been really bad about checking my mail, too, even though we both work from home. My partner and I both work from home, so you would think that we would check the mail more, but it's still, like, once a week, and we have the mailbox attached to our house. There's no excuse, except for the fact that we have to go outside and get it.
1: Okay, so speak of download, so this is a download. Um as, so sometimes you guys all get downloads and metaphors and what I'm hearing right now, and I say when I say hearing, I'm not literally hearing anything. Maybe this is part Ooh, of coding. Yeah. And
0: maybe that's because I say hearing, um and sorry to interrupt you, but I it. say hearing personally, and I do it too, even though I'm not hearing anything, because it's it feels better than saying, Oh, I just suddenly know or understand this thing. And maybe that's a form of masking, which is something we were going to talk about later.
1: Absolutely. Well, let me describe it exactly how it's happening. And then the listeners can decide for themselves what it means or like how it, how that comes in. So Megan's talking about mail and I'm knowing that we're talking about downloads. Then I see my box of mail in my mind's eye and my tub, my like invisible, invisible, oh my gosh, clear tub of mail in the, might as well be invisible in the trunk of my car. And then I'm, I'm seeing a vision of Harry Potter when, oh God, this is so strong. This is such a cool download. So now I'm being shown Harry Potter when he was getting (laughs) the letter to go to Hogwarts and it wasn't being received. And then eventually it just started flying through his, um, his, uh, fireplace. Remember that?
0: Yeah, I know exactly. As soon as you said Harry Potter, I knew what you were talking about.
1: So, so that, that I am being guided to it. Being guided means I don't just get metaphors in my brain as very visual, visceral things for no reason. And it usually means something. So then when I'm thinking about it, I'm recognizing that a download or information can come in the same way. But if you don't know what to do with it, if you don't know how to open it, or if it's overwhelming, then it might not make any sense and it might just sort of not be interpreted and could make you feel uncomfortable. However, if you're open and receptive and willing, when that thing comes in, you can have the time and attention and clarity to really look at it for what it is and then incorporate it. Or explain it, or do you know what I'm saying? but yeah, I- if we're blocking ourselves from being able to receive these things in the first place and now and um well this was going to be for later but like if we are not really accepting of what our gifts are because they scare us and so we're sort of hiding ourselves in a sense from our own gifts then when something like a download comes in we might perceive it as anxiety or depression or an actual, um, not so pleasant emotional experience because we're fighting the internal experience.
0: So I want to say I'm hearing, but I'm going to adopt a a message I received while you were saying that was a lot of times, how did it already disappear from my brain? (laughs) A lot of times whenever we are experiencing um, downloads and we're not really understanding them or resistant to them, um, it does manifest as anxiety or those uncomfortable feelings. But that's really not what I was trying to say. I am blanking on what that was. So it was so strong, too. So this happens all the time sometimes. And maybe I wasn't meant to say it the way I was going to say it. It might come back up.
1: Well, that's another important thing to talk about though. So the, and it could also be an ADD thing, which we both have. Oh (laughs) yeah. But um, if the frequency of the download that comes in, isn't a match to like, what I think personally is that what you were about to say was something that was more quote unquote high vibe than what I was talking about. So the information was able to come into your consciousness as I'm talking. But then when you go to open your mouth to say it, it's not like we haven't quite worked our way there yet with the energetics of this conversation. So maybe it wasn't ready to be said yet. Because if you did say it, it wouldn't have been received in that way yet.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense because it it was definitely looking at it from a more high, high vibration galactic standpoint. And we're definitely looking more at the like root 3D side of it. So that would make sense.
1: So in terms of downloads... So what did we discuss so far? So we kind of talked about, well, it comes in different for everybody, you guys. So based on whatever your dominant clair is, that's going to be how it comes in. So some people are really apt to just hear things um, and not like hearing voices necessarily, but maybe you hear running water when there's no water around, or maybe you hear, you know, like a child's voice and that's uh, reminding you of a memory or something like that. But then there's also feeling. And this is my other predominant one, which I would like to talk about for a second, because I will also get downloads as the actual emotional experience of another human being I'm with. And I'm just now at this stage of the game, which is frustrating because I am 32 years old. I am just now realizing that a lot of what I perceive to be my own emotions are not, and that I'm actually dipping into and this can, I would like to talk about boundaries with this too. So I unintentionally will dip into the emotional experience of the people around me. And I didn't realize I was doing this until I left for a couple days and got like thousands of miles away from everyone. That might be a stretch. Maybe it was like 500 miles, but regardless. And then I got to sit in my own energy and feel what that felt like. And then I came back and I immediately noticed that around certain people, I was having very familiar emotions that I could now recognize it as not mine. So not only was it not helpful because I wasn't um, wanting to feel their emotions, but also I was able to see how much drama this had been causing in my relationships because I'm acting as though I'm feeling the emotion of the other person.
0: All right. So since it's been a few weeks since you had that time to yourself that way, how, is that feeling now, are you still able to identify it as easily as you did when you first came back and how, like, what changes have you made to adjust to that, I guess would be.
1: Okay. Yeah. So no, I'm definitely not able to see it. Well, I'm having, um, a lot of issues with it actually. So now that I know that that's what's happening, it's very difficult for me to differentiate. Is that how you say that word? Between is this theirs or is this mine? I will actually have to ask myself, is this mine? And, um, and then in sitting with, is this mine? A lot of times I'll get a hit with a yes or a no. And a lot of times it will be sure it's mine, but that there's a piece in there that I'm responsible for, but it's not all me. So it's being
0: influenced by other people.
1: Exactly, yeah, and it's so complicated and today I actually literally just um, cancelled my yoga class that I was going to go to, which is a huge part of my self-care and my own spiritual practice with my spirit with my community. but um, I've been too inundated with other people's energies. I'm not seeing things clearly. I've been trying to or I've been motivated and inspired to write every day and I've been doing that. And then yesterday I didn't write. So today it's super clear to me that I need to do it again, meaning not necessarily go leave, but I am going to go out into the woods today and just spend a bunch of time alone. And I think that that for me is going to need to be a necessary ritual on a weekly basis at least so that I can clear my energy in that sense. And I think a big piece of this is me having terrible... Well, I'm a codependent, recovering codependent. So I have terrible boundaries anyways, and I'm working on that. But that is also reflected in my energetic boundaries. So it's really up to me to get with it and recognize that it's not serving me or anybody to feel somebody else's emotions. But the first step is being conscious of the fact that that's what I'm doing. And then also recognize that that's a gift, right? That is a gift and can be very helpful if I'm in a session with a client and I ask them, is it okay if I tune into your energy so I can get a better perspective of the whole picture, in which case I can. And then I see things from the perspective of not only that individual, but I can zoom out and look at maybe how, you know, their mother's feeling or or like the whole family unit. And I can understand these deep in in what's the word intricity in what's that word? like fine tuning parts of these relationships and dynamics that are really helpful when I'm working with a client. But if I'm just talking to my partner about where do you want to eat? And, you know, he's frustrated with me because I can't make up my mind about something. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, why am I so frustrated? Like I have no reason. I must be hungry. Am I hungry? Why am I so pissed off right now? you know, and it's not even, I just
0: had that argument with my partner yesterday over ice cream. (laughs) And it's like, we don't fight very often, but he wanted ice cream. I stopped to get ice cream. I asked him if he wanted to get ice cream to eat there or to take home. And somehow that turned into us both being really frustrated for no good reason. And I think that's really funny how often any couple or any, you know, individuals that spend a lot of time together will get frustrated over food, Mm -hmm. something that is so insignificant. And I, I had to tell him like, it's okay. I'm not frustrated because you're saying it's whatever I want. I'm frustrated because I'm trying to connect to you. And I want to see what you want so that we are both like getting things that we want. I'm not trying to like make you make the decision. And I think that's, it's the making the decision, I think is the frustration for us.
1: And let's talk about, let's unpack this ice cream for a minute, because this really is what I've been experiencing with my partner too. And it's important because, um, okay, you guys, oh my gosh. So now I'm getting all kinds of information to explain to you about these circumstances. So, Hmm, we are, uh, the most recent um video I did on Patreon is about this and it's very important and oh my gosh you guys <laughs> it might be worth it to sign up just for this video cuz there's really me putting on a slip, you know a slip, don't worry I'm fully clothed, but like a slip um that you wear over top of a dress. There's me yeah. putting a slip on and like incorrectly and flapping my arms about trying to explain how this is how we're integrating our light body.
0: <laughs> I hadn't watched that yet and now I was already excited and now I'm really excited. <laughs> because Lissa and I post to our Patreon separately and then usually like in a day or so the other watches it. And I've actually been like commenting on her videos as the Patreon. And now I'll, I'll say, like, Megan here, this was really cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're going to be doing that because we use the same account. So as we comment on stuff, we'll just be signing like with whoever's commenting. But, um, but that really is what's so, so this light body that we are integrating the way that I keep seeing it. And again, this is on the Patreon, but I'll reiterate because it is important the way that I keep seeing it. And Megan, I know that as I talk, you're going to be getting information about this because this is really your wheelhouse and your domain of what you do in your in the grid space. But, um, the light body exists much like a sheath or a sheet or a slip, if you will, over top of our 3D body only it exists as pulsating light. And it exists in the feeling space of this 5D awareness. So when you activate this body that exists over top of you, but not really, because it's beyond space time, it's more in, out and all around you. At first, it's really glitchy as, as fuck. It like, doesn't make any sense. And it's not put on correctly. And not that there is a correct way, but it's very much like grabbing a piece of clothing, shoving it on, and then being like, wait, this isn't, this isn't like, I can't move my appendages. This isn't right. And then over time through working with it, you're able to really align it to fit and to match. But right now what we're having is we're having higher dimensional experiences through activation of this light body that is us, that's kind of coming on and coming off to a degree, depending on how tapped in where we are. I'm being told it's always on. And by being told, I mean, uh, they're showing me a um, image of the light is always on, like always glowing, but it's the human's awareness to, to the degree that they're able to tap into it. So anyways, let's talk about food and the partner, right? If I am existing in this as this multidimensional being, moderately aware of my light body consciousness that exists throughout multiple dimensions, we are really getting woo as fuck right now. Um, and I'm having a conversation with my partner about food. And I'm, uh, cause I do this. I am mean, I'm on your husband's camp, which is, I have never been single in my entire life. The longest I've made it is maybe three weeks. And, um, I'm now at a point in my life where I understand that doesn't have to be negative or unhealthy. It's really about how I act in the now with my partner. Am I growing? Am I healing? Am I working on my stuff or am I using partners to numb out? You know, and there is a difference and I've done both. So when I'm sitting with him and I'm talking about food, and he asks me, well, where do you want to eat? Because he wants to connect with me. He does the same thing. And I say, I don't know, wherever you want. What I'm saying is, I don't really know how people quickly go inwards and decide the multifaceted conversation of what does my body need? What do my taste buds want? What is available in our general vicinity? And what might my partner also enjoy, it feels very overwhelming to me. So it's easier for me to just go, well, what do you want? Because food is food to me and you really like certain foods and I'm just starving. So anything's good really. But then he wants to connect with me. So now my light body's activated because I'm connected to this individual on a very deep level. And I am now in my gut in my very like gut center, experiencing frustration and anger. and my brain will tell me, well, it's because I'm hungry, so we better pick a place to eat quick so I don't have to be hungry anymore, so I don't have to experience this frustration and anger anymore. So I will then project onto my partner, I really just need to find a place to go right now. Can we please just eat? I will eat anything. take me to a 7 eleven. Well, now my partner who's trying to really connect with me to figure out what it is that I want so that he can meet those needs, maybe even later on, right? Maybe if he knew that, uh, you know, yellow Thai curry was my favorite meal of all time, he could secretly surprise that with me one day. And he is like a really uh, like romantic at heart. So point being, (laughs) that's what this suit is like that we're wearing now, where it's like we have these deeper capacities to really understand each other at a deep, deep level, but they're not integrated yet. So it's really important for us to take the time and go, where's the boundary here? Because also in that experience, he has not given me permission to experience his feelings. He has not given me permission. um, I also, I realize I've been rambling for a second here, but this is equally as important. Uh, My partner is telepathic. And I've known this our entire relationship. He's just now kind of coming to the realization of this. And he, uh, in one uh, discussion we were having, articulated my feelings to me because he, quote, unquote, knew I was hiding something. Well, what I was hiding was a uh, realization about, not a realization, was like something that I was not aware of consciously yet. So... He had the ability to articulate to me something I had not consciously thought about yet, but was true because he can pick up on it in that energetic space. Now, just like me picking up on his frustration and anger with me emotionally, he is able to pick up on my thoughts telepathically. In both of those situations, neither of us gave the other permission to do that. So he is not necessarily feeling violated in me experiencing his emotions in the moment because neither one of us knows that that's what's happening. But I certainly felt violated in him expressing my own thoughts to me because it felt like somebody was in my brain. And like when someone goes through your phone without asking, you know, it's like, ugh. So, um, we are, it's sort of like we're all in kindergarten again, you know?
0: Yeah. So I think right now where all of us have, Like, as we're doing the work, we're becoming aware. I want to say coming online to things, but it's always been there. But we're becoming more aware of these different abilities that we have. We're becoming more aware of things. Sometimes you'll just, like, not even know that something was coming to you or that you were becoming aware of something, and just suddenly it happens. Um, And I remember, it was, I don't know, a month or two ago, I remember telling Lissa about it. I was becoming more in tune with things, and I walked into a public space. It was one of the first times I'd really been in a public space um, because I'd been home for so long. And I immediately felt frustration from everyone around me because my energy was taking up so much space that it was in their own um, energetic jello. And I wasn't asking for consent to be that close to all of those people. And it felt really uncomfortable for me, but I wasn't really sure how to
1: handle it. Um, Can you sort of, I'm sorry, Um, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. Because I can kind of understand what you're talking about, but I feel like I'm getting a visual as you're talking.
0: Mm -hmm. So because I was around all of these people and I hadn't really been in that, like around that many people in a while, um, a year and a half or so, um, and I had trying to figure out how to explain this. So like I was picking up on everyone else's energies. I was picking up on everyone else's emotions, not thoughts necessarily, but like I could feel what they were feeling and I didn't have consent to connect to any of those people, but I didn't, I also didn't have control over it. And that's one of those things where we're all learning these new things or becoming aware of these new things or tapping into these new energy sources and we don't know that we're doing them, let alone how to control them mm. or ask for that consent or set those boundaries. And it can be really overwhelming when you feel those feelings. Um, I actually want to circle back around to the partner thing because I want to talk about consent with a partner or someone that you're like around a lot, a friend, a coworker or whatever, energetic consent. And then I also want to talk about how we can maybe adopt some change of verbiage to help with those frustrating moments, like when you're looking for food.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: So as far as um, consent in general, if you can at all ask for consent before connecting to someone's energy, it is great. Or maybe you do connect to someone's energy without consent. Um, I actually had this happen with a... A client I was working with where I tapped into their energy and I could feel the way they were feeling and when it happened I said, "Hey, I'm really sorry. I accidentally connected to your energy without consent because we're having this conversation it might happen again do I have your consent to move forward?" Um, which is something you can do, <laughs> obviously. But just acknowledging it is really good. But how do you handle it with like a partner or someone that you're around daily? You can't ask them for consent
1: daily, right? I'm thinking about this. Can you... Well, in the moment of the conversation, you can, I suppose. But it's also... Why am I talking like a robot? I'm being... Like, it's also... It's one thing to... It's one thing to ask somebody externally, like, with your voice. Like, do I have your permission? It's another thing to also ask energetically like does this feel okay do you think that both are necessary
0: i think it might be circumstantial so if you're in a conversation with someone that's a little bit heavier say you're talking about a partner about a a boundary that you're having or something maybe where you're going to be connecting with them on a few different levels maybe taking that moment to ask them and kind of make sure that they're feeling okay. Or sometimes like even in the middle of a conversation, I might step back and say, how are you feeling? Um, but what I'm struggling with trying to figure out is like just on the day to day, because when you're with a partner daily, you're going to feel those feelings. You're going to have those energetic flows and it's, important because you're connecting to them but it's also important important to like gauge you know maybe I just need to offer them some yellow curry
1: but first she's got to be able to tell you she likes the yellow curry well yeah (laughs) but you know what I mean yeah totally totally I get it um it's tricky it's so multifaceted, you guys and it's so multi-layered and I really do think that we're going to get to the point like what I see is in the future, these bodies, it really is online, Megan, like what you're talking
0: about. That's yeah, ex- it's all online. We just, we're connecting with it on a different level and we're learning as we go. And sometimes it's really cool. Sometimes it's a little unnerving. But what you're saying, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that as we are all collectively tapped into this, or most of us are, or, or we're in communities where everyone's connected to it you would be able to set those boundaries yourself energetically to where you could say, no, no one can tap into me right now, or these few people can tap into me and they can tap into this, but we have to learn how to do that. Was that what you were going to say?
1: You did it. Yes. (laughs) You knew what I was going to say before I was going to say it. Yes. And we have an example of that actually, because a community that both you and I are a part, I don't know if you saw this, but, um, there's a community that we're a part of, where a woman was expressing how she was on a live, like somebody's live um, reading, tarot reading, and she can see people's auras and can tap into energy. Oh, this is a good example. I'm, I'm happy I remembered this. That's so, actually
0: what made me think about talking about boundaries. To be honest.
1: Oh, okay, perfect. Well, this I think it's important to talk about this because it was such a beautiful example of somebody who m- meant no harm, was operating within her gifts. But forgot or rather was not conscious in that moment that these gifts, guys, just because you have a jet plane doesn't mean you're you want to be traveling and using all your money to go all over the place. All the all. You know what I mean? Like just because you have a certain gift or have a certain ability doesn't mean you want to be implementing it all the time. So this woman can see auras and um, can read auras. And she was watching a live of a woman that was doing a reading. And she noticed something happening with this woman's aura. Now, this is where I was really clear. It's so funny because you would think that the codependent with the lack of boundaries would also struggle in recognizing boundaries in other people and circumstances. But I'm actually great with that. And I am and I can even do like communication coaching to express your own boundaries. It's just hard for me to do it in my own life figures. So the experience of seeing this woman's aura and just operating in your gift that way, seeing something, I don't feel any boundaries were crossed. But then what happened is she started to have internal questions about this woman's aura. And so answers were coming to her because that's one of her gifts. As soon as that happened, the woman who had no idea or no external validation rather that this was going on, looked at the camera and there's a live stream of many people and said, stop, you do not have permission to read my aura and then shut down and blocked this girl. And this woman felt really bad that that happened um, because she wasn't intending anything malicious at all. But at the same time, it's really important that the other woman who did turn it off and block her to protect her own energy because clearly she had an awareness of how her energetic body was being interpreted and she is able to maintain Her own autonomy over that. And it's important that we respect that because when you can read people's energy and read people's aura, you can easily see things that maybe somebody doesn't want you to see. Just like a phone. Like, really think about a phone. If I hand my phone to a friend to make a phone call, that's one thing. If my friend starts flipping through my notes or whatever and reading those, that's a very different thing. So, in that example, the seeing the aura wasn't a boundary crossing. It was the implicit and unintentional questions from that where you could easily then backtrack and go oh that's right I'm not asking questions I'm just here to observe um and furthermore that woman who was online doing the reading could have also taken extra measures to prevent people from reading her energy in the first place so it's a two-way street but what an interesting time to be alive because we're literally figuring out new rules in all of our relationships as it about energetics because we're learning how to be in our own power source our energy from actual source energy not leech off other people's energy unintentionally and not give away our energy unintentionally but all of these things happening all at once is quite the dance
0: it is really cool and exciting and overwhelming all kind of wrapped into one but here's what i am going to recommend and take it or leave it. This is just what I think I will be doing moving forward. So for someone who I am in regular communication with, so whether that be my partner or my friends or whoever that I have daily or frequent contact with, have a conversation with them about how you're feeling, the way that you're tapping in, what their boundaries are, what your boundaries are, and kind of establish, like just have that open dialogue, what works for each of you, you know, if things were to come up, how do you want me to approach it? Um, As far as consent goes, what works for you or what doesn't work for you? And then remember, uh, especially, I do this with you a lot, Lissa, is if I tap into your energy, because I tap into yours all the time, and I usually tell you, like, as soon as it happens, Um, but maybe, like, remember to return their energy to them. So, like, if we have a really deep conversation where we're pinging back and forth off of each other because I don't want to stop that flow because I level up and learn a lot of things in the moment. And I know you do too. Um, it's just at the end, I say, you know, I ground myself and I recall my energy and I return that person's energy to them with love. Um, I make sure to do anytime I have any sort of like contact with someone, but have those conversations with the people in your life that you are regularly in contact and try to establish those boundaries and, um, for people within the community that are open to it, or maybe other people in your life, you might have to adjust your verbiage. Um, if you're experiencing that where you tap in unintentionally, maybe just take the moment to acknowledge it, read the room, obviously, um, acknowledge it and try not to like pry further into it without consent. So it's one thing to say, um, I feel like currently you're experiencing some anxiety um, and then kind of acknowledging it and going from there, opposed to immediately internally, well, where's that? And like digging deeper into their layers. Like where is that stemming from and trying to help them? You might have good intention, but don't do that without consent if you can avoid it, which I know isn't always the case because sometimes our brains or our minds or our energy moves faster than we do. (laughs)
1: I'm seeing, um, as you're talking, I'm getting a picture of, uh, things like five, 10 years ago and everybody being in a room and, um, like the, okay. The time of the, of like the mystic and the channeler and the, the witch or whatever is really over in that we are all now this way. Like we are all coming online to these abilities. And previously, previously I'm seeing that, it used to be like you, Megan, if you were in a room with all of these individuals and you are, sorry, loud car outside. I was about to say, come on car. (laughs) Yeah. And you are exercising all of your abilities as an intuitive and as a clear cognizant and as a channel and you're receiving downloads. Now, they're wanting me, I'm I'm getting this image because I think it's important for me to explain why we didn't do this before and why it's important for us to do it now. Before the masses, in a sense, were really asleep. People were not online. We had these 3D bodies, but we didn't have the ability. No, we always had the ability. We were not consciously hooking ourselves into this larger grid system to be able to communicate energetically with people in this way and in that setup in that paradigm in that foundation it is very helpful for someone who has those abilities to go into a room of maybe 50 asleep people and as you're communicating you know you can communicate with their higher self and if they're blocked off from their higher self what you have to say to them is really helpful like spirit really wants me to get across how the way that we've been taught to use these gifts if you have had these gifts for some time is helpful and appropriate and made sense for that time because other people were not aware of the ability to tap in themselves. Now though, they are, and that's what changes. If you are an individual that is cut off from your higher self because you have decided to live in a 3D paradigm that doesn't allow for this woo-woo experience of being a multi dimensional being, then having someone who considers themselves a multidimensional being explain your experience from a higher perspective can be really beneficial. But when that person comes online to their own multidimensional self, it then becomes inappropriate because now you're telling them things about themselves that they already know, that they're already working on, and that they may or may not want to discuss with you. So that's when it really comes into, that's why now we're starting to figure out, okay, what, what, where is my, where do I end and where does the other person begin? And how can I tap into somebody's energy in a way that's helpful and beneficial, but also, uh, consensual, like consent is really big. And one thing that Megan and I do is I've just told her, Megan, you, because, um, I am working on authenticity, integrity, and living in alignment. And boy, do I falter a lot of the time right now because I'm still in like year one of really, I've been ha- I've been utilizing all these gifts for maybe the last six years. This is my first time doing it as an empowered, autonomous being really working within my community. I have told Megan that she has full reign to read my energy whenever she wants. And that I know that she's only going to be using her powers for the highest good and that excuse me, any reflection she offers back to me, even if it's some, something that is hard for me to hear is going to be in my benefit because there are things I hide from myself. As we've talked about in previous episodes, I'm prone to gaslighting myself. So it's helpful for me to have a friend who can tap into my energy and serve as a sounding board and as a mirror. I wouldn't do that with everybody.
0: But no, I, ha- I wouldn't either. But that relationship that we have where we have allowed each other to have that open access has a lot of times allowed us to, um, work through a lot of things that we wouldn't have worked through because you call me out on my shit. I call you out on your shit. Um, sometimes we'll set boundaries. Like I can tell that this is not the time for you to be doing whatever. And we'll just let each other know. And being in a community or having a friendship or having a relationship with someone where, You can express those things in that way, and you know that you have the autonomy to tell them the hard things that they don't want to hear. And you can usually tell, I know, I can, if it's something that they know that they know and they're not ready to hear, or if it's something that they're, like, stumbling upon that they need to find on their own. Maybe with, like, a little slight nudge in a direction, but you can can usually tell the difference.
1: And you can hear in the way that Megan's talking, it's like, this is her working to assist the people that she loves in her community in a way that's respectful literally like if your friend had food in her teeth and you wanted to tell her but you wanted to do it in a way that wasn't embarrassing and you're like does she know that she has food in her? no she doesn't know that she has food in her teeth okay okay is it just going to be her and I talking no no she's about to go to work okay I need to tell her (laughs) you know and um but that's just one example. So Megan and I, it's open-ended and she knows that. And if at any point in time, I wanted to go do some inner work that I didn't want her to be a part of or know or whatever, I would tell her. But other than that, it really seems to be a case-by-case basis. And to just pay attention when you're with other people who are operating in that field where you know that they are connecting to the larger aspect of self to in the moment, if you're feeling draw, draw, d- drawn, 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 into their energy to just ask if you can explicitly, Hey, I'm kind of feeling something right now. Is it okay if I tap in for a minute or do you want to feel this with me? Or, um, is this mine? Or you can also just ask internally too. This is what I've been doing. Is this mine? And then just see what your heart says. Cause a lot of times your heart will, will answer straight up. It'll be like, yes, no, a little bit, or you're too m- misaligned to be able to know right now. So go ground yourself.
0: That's really important. And I want to remind you that just because you have consent to someone at one point doesn't mean you have consent to them at all times, because we are always changing individuals. And it's important to remind, like remind yourself that the person that you are today, like if you just think about yourself, I'm not the same person I was a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, by any means. And I think that applies to a lot of us because we're all growing and changing. So having those open communications, um, it's just really important in general, whether it's relating to woo or energy, or just having a general open dialogue with someone and being in a position where you can be vulnerable and honest is really important. But I want to say that it feels weird the first couple of times, but you get used to it whenever you say, hey, I'm tapping into this energy or Instead of having that fight about the ice cream where you can back up and say, I'm not trying to have a confrontation. I'm just trying to like honor you and give you what you want and really connect with you on a deeper level. Even though it's about ice cream, it can be about more than that. And whenever you start to make those changes in the way that you communicate, it's really beneficial and it feels uncomfortable and weird at first, but it does get a lot easier. And then you find that those connections that you have are deeper or are more meaningful, those fights that you have, those dumb ones, they change, so instead of leaving something really frustrated, you're able to process things together, and maybe there's something that you never knew about that other person that came to light or maybe they didn't know about themselves, that you can work through together as a team
1: hugely yeah well, and with the ice cream thing um So wrapping back to my conversation with my partner about, I mean, this is a generalization. This isn't any one circumstance, but where I'm feeling frustrated, but my frustration isn't mine because I'm just hungry. In a real world example of what Megan's talking about would be in that moment where my partner says, what do you want to eat? And I say, I don't know literally anything. And my partner goes, no, really, I want to know what you want to eat. And if I respond with, honestly, as I'm thinking about it in this moment, I really do not know what I want to eat. And quite frankly, the fact that I don't know what I want to eat, it's just going to be so much word salad and fucking frustration in the beginning, you guys, because we, this is a new way of communicating and a new way of being, and we're going to stumble until we get it. Okay, so I say... You continually asking me what I want to eat is starting to stress me out because it's triggering me to the fact that I don't know what I want to eat and that makes me feel inadequate. But as I'm listening to you, I'm feeling really frustrated and I don't know why I'm feeling frustrated. Are you feeling frustrated? Is this something I'm picking up with you? And he might say, yeah, I'm really frustrated because I just want to take you somewhere that you want to eat. I want to know what you want to eat and I want to give you that thing because I love you. And then I could say, I'm feeling inadequate because I want you to give me what you want too, but I don't know what I want. And that's triggering me in all kinds of ways. So do we want to sit and talk about this or do we want to just pick some random place to eat? Because it has nothing to do with the eating at all. And in that situation, it has everything to do with my internal... sensitivity to my own lack of understanding about myself and my partner's sensitivity to wanting to provide for me in a way that he doesn't know how to do because what I want is so unclear. So how frustrating for him, right? And then that's how it works and how annoying and how like oof and convoluted and like heavy. However, exactly like Megan's saying, and we've implemented this, once you do that, We actually have a safe word now. Once you do that, then moving forward, it becomes a lot easier. And what we've implemented and what I would encourage all of you to implement is, there are always going to be multiple, there are always going to be two layers, simplifying it. There's always going to be two layers of your conversation with your significant others in terms of what's happening. There's going to be the 3D thing that you're talking about. And then there's going to be the emotional experience under that that is the foundation root cause for everything. And sometimes those things will match and other times they won't. And as we begin to deal with the, these deeper, underrooted things, underrooted, is that a thing? Like deeply rooted things, we're going to be changing the way that we communicate with each other. And one thing that we've done that's very helpful is we have a safe word for if I am being triggered and I am no longer operating from Lissa as a partner, but I'm now operating as maybe Lissa as a four-year-old who's scared or Lissa as a 15-year-old who's pissed and uh, rebellious, then I'm able to say to my partner, our safe word, and he knows he's not talking to me right now. He knows that he's talking to some sort of projected version of myself that's wounded and not seeing things clearly. And in my sitting quiet with myself over long periods of time, I can recognize that within me, that's step one. And now with the safe word, I'm able to communicate that to him. So that's step two. And that's another way of really expressing energetic boundaries, because that's just one word that expresses, you can't read my energy. You're not welcome in my energy right now. I've got my own shit going on, and I need to just sit with this long enough to clear it so that I can come back to you and have a meaningful, heartfelt conversation.
0: And that's so amazing and so important and so big because you guys set those boundaries and you worked on a system that worked for you both. And that system might change and evolve as you guys change and evolve. But the fact that you have that open communication and that system, which might work most of the time, might not work in the moment, but it's always a process of growing and evolving and kind of we're building new systems is what's happening in this moment is we are all creating the foundation for what's to come. And it's so important that we do it out of respect and we do it out of love. And we do it to really match what works for us is very complicated, broken humans, because we are not always in control. We're not always our highest vibe self. We're not always operating from a place of love. Sometimes we are that five-year-old that's scared. Sometimes we're the angsty teenagers. Sometimes we are just a pissed off, regular human being that's dealing with a lot of stuff. And just have some like space for yourself to realize that you're not perfect, have some space for your partner and have those communication, like have that conversation and that open communication. And as you were saying that, if you're one of like one of our current things in my partnership is that neither of us really like to make decisions and we want to make the other person happy. But in order for us to make them happy, they have to pick a thing or in order for like him to make me happy, I have to pick a thing. And that gets overwhelming. So something that I I personally implement and that you might want to try if you're like me and you hate decisions and your partner also hates decisions is sit down together and make a list of, these are foods that I like. These are restaurants that I like. These are movies that I want to watch and things like that. And then when you're having those frustrated moments where no one wants to make a decision, you can put it in like a random generator app on your phone. You can have it on cards that you can pull out at home. You can um, just have a list and like scroll down the list and pick one that like calls out to you or just like randomly like scroll down and the first one, whenever you scroll is what you pick Whatever works for you. But if you take the time to kind of build these little systems in those frustrated moments, you can say your safe word, which we also have like implemented a few different like phrases or safe words um, for situations. But you can say that word. You can have that phrase. You can just like bluntly say that, you know, I can't decide right now. Maybe we should try this. Whatever works for you. And then you could have that randomized generated moment um, where something else externally picks for you. And that can be looked at as just like a way to take that off of your plate. You could also kind of look at it as a divine thing if you want to, where you're letting spirit choose for you where you're eating. Um, but give yourself a break. It's okay. It really is okay. We all have these moments of frustration. We all have these really complicated relationships that we're all kind of mucking our way through trying to like be better people because as we're growing and evolving and changing and doing all of this work we're becoming new people what feels like almost every day where you learn something new you level up you're shedding some sort of old trauma or you're like deep in the thick of that old trauma and just kind of touch base with yourself touch base with your friends your family your partners And try to kind of change the way or the tone because it doesn't have to be the way that it's always been because you're building the new thing and it's hard and it's yucky and we're all going to stumble. But with time, how cool would it be if you're able to, with just about anyone in your life, say, I'm sorry, right now I'm kind of like struggling with this inner child thing. I'm working through this trauma. Do you think that we could take some space so I can process this? Or would you be open? Do you have the space yourself to maybe process this with me? And that would be so cool to be able to make that change.
1: And that's where we're going. Yeah, and We're going there out of necessity as well, you guys. And as Megan was talking, I really want to explain why this is important. Because as someone who... um I've had previous relationships where this work was not done at all. And the intention of me getting into a relationship where I wasn't doing this work on a subconscious level, I didn't know this consciously. But the reason I was doing it was because I was deeply, deeply afraid of feeling my emotions and on working through these things because there are very real it's. This is why it's important to be gentle and kind with yourself as you work through these things. As we work through these things, we are going to find kinks in our chain that is just part of what we've gone through, you know, as a soul in this life. And there are, there are things to clear. And now as awake and aware individuals, we are going to be clearing these things in our close relationships because we have that mirror and we have that sounding board. And at first it sucks because it's really clunky in there. And there's so many things that we have not addressed. And depending on where you are in your journey, you know, as somebody who worked in addiction studies for a long time, one way that I like to describe it is, you know, I'll ask my clients or did when I was working in the field, how long have you been using for? And maybe they are 32 years old and they've been using for 12 years, right? So then it's like, okay, well then we have 12 years of gunk, that's existing within you that is going to be clearing out of your system in terms of things that no longer serve you you know like a whole a whole backlog of of stuff that's just stuck in there so i now recognize that these other relationships i was in while loving and meaningful in their own right with really incredible human beings i wasn't doing the work very purposely because the work is difficult but what i want to tell you which is what I was hearing as Megan was talking. And by hearing, I mean, I was seeing the future in terms of where we're working towards. We are, we are turning into the reason we're doing this now is because we are really turning into a collective where we can communicate in these ways that are, how do you say, like of a larger perspective of a, quote unquote, higher vibe, but that's really not the word I'm trying to use. It's an electric and a. There needs to
0: be a whole new word because higher vibrational things or whatever feels like it has this negative connotation to me because people use it.
1: Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. not what it is. So picture picture that you are a column of light and that that column of light is what allows you to plug into your energetic body. And imagine that in order to plug into that column of light, you have to consciously, with awareness, decide, I am now ready to be all of who I am and to stand in my full power and to take complete responsibility for creating my reality. And in doing that, I'm going to plug myself into this source body of light. And I understand that with that comes an incredible amount of power, an incredible amount of responsibility, and an incredible amount of regular work. And then there are other individuals who do not plug themselves in because they go, well, fuck that, I'm fine, thanks. (laughs) No, thanks, I'm good over here. So then it's really up to us to look around and go, okay, who's plugged in and who's not? And the people that are plugged in, you will understand over time, there is a recognition. And in that recognition of the people who are quote unquote plugged in, these are the people that you're going to be expressing boundaries to. These are the people you're going to be asking, can I tap into your energy? Yes or no. Do you want to, do you want to take some space? Yes or no. And then there will be other individuals and it's not better or worse at all. There's no good, bad, right, wrong here, but there are other individuals who choose not to plug into that system because it is heavy energy and it does bring up a lot of shit and it does require daily responsibility and daily work and a whole lot of crying and getting your shit together. And you don't need to practice this with them. You don't. You can just be 3D and you can say like I don't like the way you're making me feel right now and so I'm going to choose not to have lunch with you Karen and then just bounce out, you know? So,
0: I don't think that you're not doing it with them, you're just approaching it in a different way because it is still important to have boundaries, but maybe instead of saying, "Hey, is it okay if like we tap into one another's energy or do you have space for this?" You could just say I would like to talk to you about this thing. Is that something that you currently have time or energy to deal with, but not kind of like in a woo way, just in a general, like I have respect for you as a human being way. And it's still important to set those boundaries with Karen, who you'd no longer want to have lunch with.
1: Hugely. And let me explain what I meant by that. Cause there was a very, there was a reason behind why I said it that way. When you're dealing with another, and this is kind of Out there and higher thinking in terms of really, really, really woo. So if you're not following me and if this doesn't make sense and it doesn't resonate, just leave it at the door and listen to what Megan said because all of her advice was fucking spot on. Other people who are plugged in we have the ability to do co-creation and energy exchange with them in a way that really benefits both of us, meaning I can tap into their energy, they can tap into mine, we can co-create together, we can sort of unify our field with source together and get downloads, we can dream together, we can um, interact in this larger grid system where we are all plugged in, eventually what we're working towards, this is what took me forever to get to, what we're getting towards is a type of environment, get like, just stay with me on this. We're not going to need cell phones. We're not going to need technology in the way that we need it right now, because we're going to be connected in a web in a much larger way than we could have ever comprehended. But that's down the line. And we're just now learning the very beginning inner working mechanisms of this thing. There are individuals who choose not to be a part of that. But so when you're, dealing with the individuals who choose not to be a part of that through exercising their own free will, it's important to know they may unintentionally try and drain your energy without realizing it. Be aware of that. Exercise your boundaries. You may unintentionally read their energy without realizing that. Be aware of that. Exercise your boundaries. But that's going to be a very different conversation than when you're working with somebody who's existing in this energetic space with you because that's where it can get really murky and where you and you with your partner and me with my partner, we're like trying to figure it out because some of it's telepathic and some of it's clear cognizant and all this stuff. Whereas, you know, outside of that, it's much more a conversation and just sort of easier to sift through. But I think that the reason we're doing all of this now is because we are working towards getting to a place with those that we love and with our families and with our communities where we are able to understand each other at a much deeper level. And ultimately what makes my heart really sing and get excited is we're gonna be able to be ourselves all of the time because people are going to see us for who we are at our core pretty instantaneously and we'll know right away whether or not we're a match and the people we're a match to will just harmonize with us and magnetize to us and it will be incredible and the people that aren't will respectfully just disengage because they'll see that there's you know not really an experience to be had there and it won't be negative in nature it will just be a not match
0: i want to approach this in a way that I think most people understand. Maybe it's a bit before your time. I don't know the age range of everyone listening, but we are currently building the foundation for this new thing. We're currently building the foundation and the rules and it's all brand new. And I want to look at this kind of like the start of the internet. So when people first got the internet, it was very exclusively used for specific things primarily for work and data and processing and scientific research. And then as it became more publicly available, um, as the cost of computers went down and there was access provided to more people, they started to build their own rules and kind of build on what that foundation was. So a lot of the things that we have now are based on these foundational things that other people created how does a website work how do we interact in a forum what is a chat room um, and which evolved into text messaging and messengers and voice messages and video chat and all of these things that are so beyond what they ever could have imagined but a lot of these things that people did as more people came online is they built on the foundation that other people established and it went beyond any of their wildest dreams So if you think about the 90s or the 80s and the way the computers and the internet worked and you look at what we have now, it is night and day and it's hard to see all of that foundational work that someone else did. But when you really look at the root of how everything originally was created and what foundations they laid, you can see exactly like if you were to have like a translucent film and you laid what we currently have over that, you can see where it's connected. So right now we're the people in the eighties and the early nineties with the crappy dial up where everyone's trying to figure it out. Um, And down the road, instead of having dial up where you have to make a sandwich, um, you know, while your page loads because it takes so long. And now if it takes more than five seconds for a page to load, I get frustrated and move on sometimes. Um, So we're going to be getting to this really big, awesome place, but right now it's kind of frustrating and we're adapting and we're all learning and we're all sending our first emails, which, you know, would be the the telepathic and emotional and heart space connections that we're making. And it's really cool. And it's really exciting. And it's all like this brand new frontier that we're facing and creating and building together. So There are big things coming, and I can see them down the road. Just remember that we're all kind of new at this and have some some space and some grace. And not everything that we build now is going to be exactly how it looks 20 years down the road. But know that we're all doing this big, awesome work. And future generations are going to be so grateful that we did.
1: And you guys... We're the ones building the internet in the 80s. How cool is that? Megan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I That is the best, the best example that exists. I could not have explained that better myself. Thank you for taking all of my confusing mess and making it so clear. Cause that is exactly how it feels. It is exactly how it feels. And we're just gonna be the ones that are sifting through the muck until it becomes easier and easier and easier. And eventually it will be seamless. So just stick in there and like you guys, we're doing really hard work. We're doing really hard work. It's going to bounce back and forth. Sometimes you're going to feel great and like you're really in it. Other times you're going to feel like, man, I'm lost and this doesn't make any sense. And what the heck am I even doing thinking about these things? It's all part of the ebb and flow. We're here that that's, this is literally why we're doing this is so that we can all share in our experience together.
0: And the reason that the Internet is so much better now is because more people tapped into it and more people got online, literally got online. And experienced it, and then had their own unique perspectives and ideas for ways to improve it.
1: And it will, yeah, and it will just keep growing. Yeah, just like the internet keeps growing. This, you know, we our um our uh website woo as fuck is not .dot com. It's .dot space. It's .dot space because the internet is now so big. There literally needs to be new spaces. Literally, like it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah, they literally just came out with a bunch of new TLDs a few years ago. I I want to say it was 2 or 3, but now because time is so weird, maybe it was like 5 or 6. Um because we were using up all of the .coms and .orgs and everything, so they came out with a list of hundreds of new TLDs. .space, .music, .me, um whatever, and whenever we were building our website, we <laughs> I spent so much time going through all of the available options. And we we had a lot of back and forth about what to use. And what felt the most accurate was dot space because we are holding space for you. You are holding space for us. We are literally holding up a piece of that internet space um, as a collective. And it just felt so in alignment with what we were doing. And honestly, when we started Woo as Fuck, we had no idea where this was going. And we still don't. We're just kind of letting ourselves go with the flow all of this is an experiment of doing what feels in alignment, what feels in flow, and we're learning as we go and hopefully you guys are learning with us.
1: Yeah, literally every every morning you or every well whenever we record, whenever we record, we tap in and we're like, what do we want to talk about today? And it's pretty much figured out right then and there, which is really counterintuitive for both of us because we're both over planners and over organizers and overthinkers and you know, ADHD. Um, but I have found personally that this is really just the way of how things are going to be. And what's really important is to learn how to go with the flow. And I do want to say one thing before we sign off here because, uh, I want everyone listening to know this. Okay. So you guys, um, my business, my counseling business, I've decided to, I want you guys to be able to follow along in this process, because if you're interested in working with Megan or with me, I think that this will be a fun thing for you to see, which is our evolution as we continue to work on our own projects so that we can inspire you to really do your thing. Cause that's what we really want to do is just be like your cheerleaders. Very, very literally. Um, so I am going to be, uh, taking my day job, my 9 to 5, and I'm going to be either reducing my hours or quitting completely. That part's still undecided. My counseling business is now going to be revamped by Megan. She is going to be redesigning all of my website, all of my everything. So if you go and look at what it is right now and it's lissarosecounseling.com, that's what I made. That's what um is my like my best representation of myself basically. And, uh, at this point in time, which will continue to be fluid. However, Megan has a channeling service. Well, Megan has all kinds of services, but one of the things she does is intuitive branding basically, and like website development and all kinds of stuff. So Megan knows me really well and is able to tap into what I do energetically really well. So she is going to be completely, this won't be until August. So whenever you guys are, um, Listening to this, I'm taking some time off in August, but mid August, my uh, maybe later for you know, deadline purposes, give everybody some time to finish what they need to do. But I will have an entire new website, okay, with booking services and all of that. And when you see that, that will all have been Megan's creation based on what she knows my services are. So, this is us trying to really change what we do. And using it as an example so that you can see it's possible, meaning I am going to eventually be leaving my nine to five completely. I'm stepping away now. Megan has already done that. She has part time work, but she's also been stepping away from quote unquote the man, you know, and no longer has that nine to five. She will be redoing my website. That will be an example to you of what is possible in terms of how we can be our authentic selves and what we offer. Cause that's what my request is going to be from her, you know, in, in um, working with her to create this. I just want to be seen as me presented as me. And I want my services to be open-ended and based on what the client needs. And she does very similar work with her website, but this is sort of the journey that we're on. And I just felt like it was important and on subject because this is where we're moving towards. (laughs) is like more authenticity, more integrity, and more collaborative components so that we can really accomplish what we want. Because I cannot represent myself in a way that is true to my core in the same way Megan can because of the abilities that she possesses. And when I'm open and willing to, you know, really invite that into my life in a way, then that can benefit me as well. So... That's all I want to say about that. So stay tuned because that'll be really exciting for you guys to see the metamorphosis of that and how things are changing.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting. And I'm really excited for you to make that move forward. And I'm looking forward to making those changes to the way that you're outwardly presenting yourself. So it's more of a reflection of who you are at like your soul core level. And because of what you just said, I kind of want to be like more open and vulnerable about what I'm doing right now too, because this is a journey. We're all going through it together. So back in May, I stepped away from my full-time 3D job. I, in addition to that, had a part-time design job with an agency. I upped my hours there because I had them pretty low because I was working a lot and then also doing other things. Um, so I did up those hours a bit to help with the transition. So I still do have a 3d job, but it's in design. It doesn't have set hours. It just basically is, here's a project. Here's the due date, have it finished by the due date. Um, and I have been working on picking up some client projects that are more in line with what I want to do. My ultimate goal for the end of the year is to not have corporate clients. So right now, I work with a lot of people who are designing designing things for basically what is like what we're moving away from. So I do a lot of marketing work, I do a lot of ad design, I do a lot of course design, I do a lot of stuff for LinkedIn, um, and I do a lot of corporate branding things that are kind of a reflection of where the system is, or really where it was, not where it's moving to. And I want all of my work by the end of the year to be primarily with people who are doing things that make their heart sing. So I want to still do a lot of the things that I'm doing, but I want my clientele to be completely different. So um, for those clients, I actually have implemented like an energetic clause which in my contract, which is a whole new thing. And it's kind of scary, but I want to make sure that we're always in alignment. And I want to implement only working on projects when it feels in alignment. I want to change my whole project management and deadline system. Like we have like an end goal that we come up with together, but I give myself a lot more breathing room than I normally would. Because normally someone says they want something, I give it to them the next day. And I want to move to where like I have a week so I can do it on a day where I feel called to work on that on that day within that week. So it's scary to give myself a little bit more breathing room because I'm so used to planning my days out so hyper specifically. But I want to move into a place where I'm more like I'm listening to myself and I'm listening to them as well. And I I don't want to design things that everyone else has. I want everything to be more intuitive, like with branding, I want to actually implement sigil work and infusing intention. And it's not just like a brand, but it's, it's a literal sigil that represents, you know, your intentions, your business and who you are as a person. If you're designing a course, I want to actually help you tap into like what the collective needs opposed to this is a, your standard, how to sell things to people on LinkedIn sort of course, like I'm doing now. So with my business, I have so far, and um, since May, booked 3 energetic projects that are like within the design realm. Um, which isn't a lot, it's not enough to like fully step away from it, but it is huge progress. And I it fills me like my cup up so much that I'm really looking forward to changing the work that I do. And I'm really called to work with people on a more energetic level too because I can do so much more than just uh, design something or help you plan something or help you implement something, which I'm really good at. Um, I used to, like I've implemented systems that Fortune 500 companies are using now, but I, <laughs> I also want to work with people on an energetic level. I want to do readings. I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. If I'm being honest, if I feel called to do art, I want to do art that day. If I feel called to do design, I want to do design. I want to leave everything that I do open-ended. But as far as my journey goes, I'm on the start. And I want to be transparent about that because you guys might also be at the start. You're not able to support yourself fully with what you're doing. So maybe if you can see us grow, then, you know, this you'll have the confidence.
1: Parts. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, oh, I'm Fine, I'm finished. I wanted to scream so loudly at <laughs> I was getting uh, given an image of a ripple as you were talking. And I wanted to be like, do you guys hear what she's saying? (laughs) And here's why. Um, Because what you're doing, what you're doing with your work. Oh my God, it's so important. I cannot wait for them to see the evolution of like, what was my shit to what is now, what will be my shit. Because basically you all know me through this podcast in a somewhat intimate way. We're only on, I mean, we haven't recorded that many episodes. We're not even through whatever season one's going to be, but this is hours of content. So you have an understanding of who I am. If you look at my website now, it's really not an accurate reflection, but I don't know how to make it that. Megan is going to be able to make it a literal, actual actual reflection of my energetic self, that 5D self, that etheric body self, that thing that... I'm working with other people in that plugged in space. So Megan has a really uh, gift and talent at letting the center point of the ripple that you're creating for your business, for the thing that you're making, that is an accurate reflection of you and it's in alignment with what your intention and your goal is. So as it ripples out, it's going to be attracting those that are a match. And I think that that's where a lot of businesses get it wrong. And a lot of, a lot of us going into business for ourselves get it wrong because Megan quite frankly has the balls and the bravery to redo the system because she knows how the system works. A lot of us don't understand the inner workings of it. And so we think when we go into business for ourselves that we have to follow this template. But that template, you guys, is literally designed to manipulate the masses into thinking they need something they do not. And what Megan is doing is she's creating a new template so that you are an accurate reflection of who you are, so that you send out a ripple into the universe and those who are a match just find you. So energetically, it is... um, In integrity, in a way that we are not taught to be in integrity. And so I'm just really excited to see how more and more people will move into this type of way of being and how much more opportunity we're going to have because of it. And the ways in which we are going to be abundant are going to uh, expand tenfold. Because I know personally, Megan, from the clients that you've talked about working with, Uh, you're able to be your biggest self and really do your best work because you aren't limited in what you can offer.
0: Yeah, it's really exciting. And I want to remind all of you that just because something's been done a certain way or other people offer things in a certain way, or you see this person who's an influencer and they do it that way. So of course, that's the way it's supposed to be done. Just build the new thing. Do the new thing. If your heart says that you are, Um, meant to exclusively work with dogs with uh, a disability and you are empowering those dogs um, and connecting with them and helping their owners care for them better and it's never been done before. I don't know if that's a thing, but if there's a thing that your heart is called to do, just do it, build the thing. It's scary and I know that it's like, who's going to buy this? But there's a market for everything and you don't have to negatively... Influence them and make them feel like there's a lack that you're feeling filling because there's naturally you're not going to be called to do something if there's not someone somewhere and their soul is calling out for someone who does something a certain way. Um, It's okay just be yourself and I know that's scary but I want to be transparent about where I am because I want you guys to feel more comfortable about where you are and I know Lissa does too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's my whole thing in my business. My it's so funny how, how both of us are very much in alignment in what we do in very different ways because my whole thing is, who are you? Do you remember who you are? Who are you? That's really it. That's kind of what it comes down to is every single counseling session, every single channeling session, every single tarot session I have is always, you've forgotten some core aspect of yourself and let's help you remember that. So you can make decisions from an empowered place. And it's really pretty simple (laughs) at the core.
0: I know it's simple at the core, but you have a unique perspective and ability to to really channel and tap in and be there with the person and provide that information in such a loving but firm way that is uniquely your own and I'm really proud of the work that you do because it it's so good. It's so good you guys. And I know this sounds like 20 minutes of us just promoting one another, but we're not trying to do that. We're trying to just be transparent and really open ourselves up so you can see maybe lessons for yourself or things that you need to hear and so you can also be a part of our journey.
1: And so that you can also hear us accepting yeah, uh, positive words about ourselves without going like bleh, bleh.
0: Oh yeah. That's a good <laughs> thing for me because I hate I hate compliments. No, I used to hate compliments. <laughs> See, right there, I automatically want to, like, recoil anytime someone says something positive about me, but I'm really making progress. Lissa said all of that really cool, awesome, nice, wonderful things about me, and not once did I think a negative thought about myself, and that's that's big.
1: big. That's really big. That's really big. Good job, Megan. Good job. So,
0: um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we sign off?
1: Um, No, no. I think that was really incredible. Just, just learning how to, yeah, this is all just learning how to work with new powers that are online, you guys. And it's a really exciting thing, but we need to take responsibility for it because otherwise it's just going to be, we're going to, it's going to be dial up for, for years and we're just going to be making so many sandwiches and we're never going to get anywhere with it, you know?
0: Yeah. And I am really excited for you guys to hear this. It's, was a lot of fun. We had a few different topics that felt related and the way that they flowed together was just awesome. I'm really proud of it.
1: I do actually have one thing I want to say. I'm really proud with how it flowed too. I think that that was incredible. One thing I would like to implement into these uh, episodes as you were talking, because we've done it three times now where uh, there's some type of homework and I want to change the name homework because we all have an adverse reaction to that uh, name, right? But the homework this time, which I'm going to call Uh, A tool for your toolbox. So I would like us to every episode, which we've already done naturally, but I would like us to keep doing it if it if it comes up and if it's in flow, to be adding these tools to our toolbox, and then I can start keeping track of like what's in the toolbox. So in today's toolbox was making a list Of your likes of the things that you like, like what restaurants you like, what food you like, um, where you would want to go if you were asked where to go so that you already have an understanding of uh, these things, like when you're dealing with your partner and stuff. So basically just having a preset list of your likes and dislikes that are in alignment that are true to your core. So that when you're in a triggering situation with a partner or a friend or whatever, you still have these like solid known things about yourself that you can return to.
0: That's a great one.
1: So and that's, that's sweet.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to add to that with thinking really hard about how you're communicating with those around you and maybe some changes that you could make. You don't have to make the changes. I know that that part's hard, but maybe just take a moment to really evaluate how you're having those conversations. What maybe arguments that you have on repeat that never really feel like either of you are understanding one another. Where are those coming from? Again, you don't have to do anything, but just think about them.
1: Yeah, awareness is number one, you guys, becoming conscious of it. We can't do anything about anything until we're conscious of it. And that's where the work is at right now. And we're all doing every single every single episode, I'm going to say this, we're all doing a really good job. We yeah. really are. We really, really are.
0: So good job, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending some time with us. If you want to work with me, however, um, you can see me at megaruski.com. If you feel like you want to have your own free listing to do your um, dog reading and connection or whatever it is that you're building and doing. Um, you can do that at the woo community.com. It's a free listing for yourself without any artificial barriers about having to have a website or any certain system set up. And where can they find you, Lisa?
1: you can find me at lissarosecounseling.com. I also have an Instagram, uh, all things woo, and what else was I going to say? There was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, and then our Patreon, you guys. So we're doing collective read. I'm really excited about these collective readings. Uh, if you're not on our Patreon, if you're interested, one thing that Megan and I have both been doing is these collective readings. We each do one a month and we upload them. We were already talking about that one earlier. A week. Oh, excuse me. One a week. Yes. So yeah, quite a bit. Cause we each do one, one a week. And yeah telling you this has been the highlight of my week is filming these it's so funny it gets me through my work week and they're always just really impactful so if you feel called to that at all um, check it out you could always just sign up for one month and see if it's if it's like in your wheelhouse or whatever and if it's not just not
0: there are absolutely no hard feelings here if you join and you decide that it's not for you we're fine with that um, the goal of the Patreon for us is first and foremost to provide some like extra cool bonus content that we're called to make. We're we're trying not to limit it because if one week we want to do something a certain way and the next week change it completely, just you know every week we're trying to provide a piece of content individually. Um, but a second goal from that is just for us to eventually be able to just live in alignment and step away from all of the obligations that we don't really want to meet so like for me that's working with corporate clients for lissa maybe that's having a an additional part-time job while she makes a transition um but every single like person that joins is just helping us get a step further and i really think that the content that we have um is funny and raw and real and will always be evolving and changing as we decide we want to do new things.
1: Yeah, and always in flow and just freaking fun you guys. I'm telling you like like the, it is my um mojo, like my spiritual mojo for getting through the week is now being able to provide these readings for you. I've always kind of secretly wanted to have a YouTube where I do this and to be able to have a private platform that's only people who are invested in what we're doing allows us to tap into that collective energy that much easier. And, um, it's just a lot of fun. Check it out. Check it out. That's all I got to say.
0: So thank you guys so much. I'm really excited to hang out with you guys again next week. I hope that you're all having a wonderful day and I'm going to sign off. This is a really awkward ending. Bye. Bye guys. (laughs)